If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go on anchor.fm and get started. Hey y'all, my name is Mel and this project is meaningful to me because it's a platform we created for women to freely express themselves and be the loud and proud, confident women that they're entitled to be. Hey, I'm Vicky and just like Mel, I've been in and witnessed too many situations where I felt prejudged and misunderstood or even worse, was provoked and later on was labeled as crazy for loving myself enough to stand up for me. Honestly, if I had a dollar for each time I've been called crazy or too much, simply for standing up for myself or asking questions when things didn't add up, I'd be on an island I bought with that money right now. And I almost started to believe it, that it was me. But then I realized over time that my voice was my power. And through my story and through this podcast, I hope to inspire women from all walks of life to find their courage and speak up. I'm beyond over being told to take it. And I wanted to be the voice for the ladies who aren't quite ready to roar just yet. Women aren't to be placed in a box. We come from different backgrounds and have different journeys. And that's pretty much how we become ourselves and find our purpose. So a man has no place telling us how to be. Neither does society. I really hope women listen to this podcast and feel heard and realize there's nothing wrong with a little crazy as long as it means you're freely expressing yourself. This podcast will touch on all things woman. Let's get crazy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Crazy Bitch Factory. Uh, you have myself, Melissa, and Vicky on the, the line, ready to start, ready to talk about different topics. Uh, basically, today, what we'll do is a little recap on November, simply because we haven't really had the opportunity to get on and you know record many episodes or give you much content. We are working on that. We're simply transitioning in our own personal lives. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm missing something. Vicky, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think you're missing anything. We have been transitioning in our own personal lives, moving from one city to the next. And of course, we're in two separate countries completely. So working on a podcast um, long distance is hard enough. But then on top of being in a transition and like I know you're dealing with like homeschooling your kids and mm. I'm working from home from Monday to Friday and like, you know, just life, quarantine life, that 2020 life, it's been, oh, yeah. um, it's been hard, but um, I think it's important to note that we're not like, it may have slowed down a little bit, but we're not giving up or letting go of our podcast because we've been talking about this for years. For so years, oh my God. <laughs> oh my god for years just exactly just to give a little started. background story we vicky and i are known for our rents like we just yep. that's what we do we'll get ourselves a little bit of this and a little bit of that i don't know how much i can say on here but we'll get ourselves <laughs> a little bit of this and a little bit of wine and we'll just you know 
it just on behalf of like whatever the fuck is going on in our personal lives just start ranting and it's mm-hmm. entertainment for the both of us it's entertainment for anyone who has the pleasure to be there and listen to the nonsense we have to say and so we decided that like and it's also impactful i think that mostly it's like the impact that we notice the feedback that we would get from you know our friends or acquaintances that'd be like hey you know i heard your rant last night girl i feel you a lot of people don't have right. the courage to or like they're scared or they're afraid of what people might think or you know what I mean we're not I I personally don't care who likes don't give a fuck I I genuinely I never really meant it the way I mean it today I I used to be like oh I don't care who likes me and then still it would make me feel away today mm-hmm. now the person that I am today at 31 years old after being through the life experiences that I've been through, I can genuinely say that I don't care if what I'm saying is right. And I stand by a 10 foot down into what the 10 toes down into what the fuck I'm saying. I will stand in that shit, whether you like me or not. That's just, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's where Vicky and yep. I step in and we're the voice for the women um, who feel what we're saying and who are going through the struggles and, and the, the maybe how can I say, are going through the struggles that we go through as Black women or just as women in general, but just don't have, they're just like, oh, well, that's how society's built or, oh, well, that is just is what it is. It's not. We all have the power to make a change and to elevate ourselves into the next level in life. Everyone has a purpose. You don't have to be like or do anything like anybody. And that's what we decided to start this podcast for. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, totally agree. So that's, pretty much pretty much what that is how it started was us just having our regular old conversations that turn into rants because we'd be so passionate about what we're talking about that it not on purpose but nine times out of ten it turns into a rant and people yep. think it's insightful relatable and you know humorous so we kind of were just mm-hmm. like yo let's make this a thing you know so it's been like I feel like there were times where like Without having a conversation, I feel like there were times where we're both kind of like, uh, I don't see that happening for a long time or like kind of like giving up on it. But um, things happen in time and when they're supposed to and with the people mm-hmm. they're supposed to. So I don't, I feel great now that it started in the way that it has and the yeah. team that we have, I love. Yeah. So yeah, that's that and how we started this. And where we've been, what's been going on, whatever else. But anyways, today we're going to talk about what the hell has been going on in November 2020. So just a quick recap um, on little, a plethora of little topics um, that's been going on throughout the month of November. And I think the most important one to start with, which is what kicked off the month pretty much is the U.S. Um, 2020 elections mm-hmm. and the fact that Joe Biden won and um, Kamala Ooh. Harris is going to be the first female, the first Black, the first East Indian, the first West Indian um, vice president of the United States. And I think that's dope. Like yep. just killing off a lot of firsts. And yep. um, we bring this up because the, the main... There's so many things we could focus on um, as far as the election goes, but I think the main two that we want to focus on today are um, A, people's nonsense comments about how Kamala Harris is not suitable for office because she's a woman and she has 
female emotions and might act on them. Ridiculous. God forbid. Like, <laughs> and then the second one is that we obviously have to talk about Trump being a big old crybaby of a loser. So, Wee. Melissa, <laughs> I'll let you get started. How do you feel about people saying, like, you know, women are too emotional to be in power? <laughs> women are too emotional. <laughs> like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My whole life, I have been called dramatic my whole life because of my passion to this day because of my passion when I speak I I, I speak with confidence and it's because I'm not going to open my mouth unless it makes sense I'm not going to open my mouth unless you know what I mean unless it's what's right for the moment right now I mean absolutely no disrespect it just is what it is so people don't like strong black women they don't like it they don't like strong women period it's always just like she's being emotional she's so people saying that like kamala harris who has not demonstrated any type of of dramatic behavior or you know she's been in a whole debate with a man where she's just looking at him while he got a fly sitting at the top of his head and then even burst into laughter Look, if it was me, I'd be like, boy, you sitting there with a fly on top of your head. You better get out of here. You know what I mean? She sat there <laughs> during a whole debate while this man had a piece of fly on his head and did not budge. She stayed on topic. She didn't go on him or nothing. Like, my thing is just like, I don't remember a time in history where a strong woman, and, and we're talking about lead, like Michelle Obama or whoever whoever has been um, in a position of power that has like had some type of whiny crybaby type of behavior for them to just reference back over to like, oh, there was such and such. They did it to Serena Williams when she got upset. Um, I'm, I don't really follow tennis. I know who she is just because she's um, she's really involved in pop culture. Okay, you know what happened you know what it is okay so vicky's gonna yes. get y'all hip to that but i know that there was like the, this french caricature journalist fucking drew her as like an angry ape or whatever and then it was just like everyone was just like oh she she was <sighs> such a in in the history of women getting upset it's always like oh my god like what's going on here but men can just like turn red and literally not want to say that they lost an election <laughs> but and it's like that's okay Come on now, go on ahead, Vicky. What happened to Serena? Just so we can use it as a reference. In the, in oh example. my God, I have so many things to say. So first of all, just to complete your reference for Serena, listen to me. As I told you before, my dad, in his mind, I was going to be like the next black tennis player. Like I've never, he's never signed me up for tennis lessons or anything, but he just felt like that's what my career path needs to be. I watched tennis my whole life growing up with him. And I'm pretty sure I've told you before that Serena and Venus were like, two of, of my childhood idols because my like we watched tennis so much in the household that it was like they were on their come up at, at the time they played every, it seemed like mm-hmm. they played every game like <laughs> and those were the yeah. only games that my dad really watched like anytime I would tell him who's playing he was like uh duh Venus Serena like that's who he watched so mm-hmm. all that to say this in tennis you have it's kind of like a it's like seen as like a high class type sport like golf you know mm-hmm and you have to be very like you have to show good sportsmanship and stuff like that so in tennis if you like 
you know, don't agree with the call or, you know, you missed the ball or whatever the case, you missed the point. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to like, you know, freak out and break your racket and yell at the ombudsman who is the person who, who calls the, the shots, basically. He's the person who sits at the top of the game and he sees when the balls go out or when they're in or whatever happens. And sometimes the players are allowed to contest it and be like, run it back. Let me see it in slow-mo because I don't agree with your call. But you can't be like disrespectful to the ombudsman because he'll be like, uh, bitch, I docked you one point. Like, you know what I mean? There's consequences and penalties. So mm-hmm. this rule only seems to apply though to women tennis players. And even more so to Serena, who's a dark-skinned Black woman. And I say this because Serena said it herself, and even for a person who's watched tennis my whole life, the men get so enraged sometimes that they will, mm-hmm. like, break their, their rackets into the ground. And nobody I've says seen anything. angry basketball you know players. I mean? and Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, it's crazy to me that a, a male can be so upset that he'll break his racket. But when Serena does it, it's like, it's not, it's not sportsman-like. It's like, sorry, I don't want to be that vulgar. <laughs> I was going to say something rude. <laughs> but it's like, get out of here with that. Like, it's just, it's just, I just don't understand. But yeah, basically that's- The double standard. It, that's the double standard that, that goes mm-hmm. on. And it's like, that's, that's exactly what happened, happened to Serena. And it's like, another thing to follow up on what you were saying, for me, it's like saying that a woman is going to act on her emotions I don't understand where the negative connotation came from. Women are nurturing because of we act on our emotions. We're mothers because we act on our emotions. We, you know what I mean? We give so much of ourselves and our hearts because of the fact that we act on our emotions. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying that perhaps maybe if there had been more female leaders along the way, there would have not been so many motherfucking wars because to my I recollection- most of the wars that we've had in history were started by men. And it's like, yes, I've heard all of them, the stories. And I've, I've heard the history behind some ancient wars that were started yeah, like, over women. Yeah, but and like modern day, angles. exactly. But it was still, it was, even if you started a war over a woman, you as a man still started that war. She didn't walk into the room one day and press the big red war button. You did. Because you were in your feelings over something. <laughs> he broke she, up with you me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, even in these situations in ancient time where wars were erupted over love triangles or over a woman or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, it's like, yeah, but that's still the man who chose to act upon his emotions. Not only that, did we not just have four years of watching a U.S. president literally act off of nothing other than his emotions, nothing no common other sense, than no emotion, no education, no research or facts, nothing, just his own personal feelings about whatever the fuck he chose to act based on that. So how more over emotional of a leader could you have? I mean, yep. After yep. that, I would after it's for me, it's the same thing. Like I would for me. After that, I would be comfortable having a woman because th- th- that was the most emotional president leader I've ever seen. Like that, like in my twenty-eight years of life, petty, I've never seen petty. Like he was petty. He was just petty to me. Like in so many situations where, like, this is the United States of America. 
people are entitled to that. People are going to talk about you, whether you do good or bad. That's one thing I know. I know about life and I understand wholeheartedly. People are going to talk about you, whether you do good or you do bad. If they feel a way about you, they will always look at the glass half empty and not half full. And that's the part where you have to step in as a confident woman or, you know, a confident human being altogether and be like, I know myself. I know that's not the case. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So Donald Trump did not demonstrate any of those qualities. <laughs> like it would be, he would be on Twitter. He would be on Twitter the second that like TikTok or one of those, like he tried to shut down TikTok and he tried to shut down any type of, um, I heard recently that he fired, I wish I, I had the article handy. Um, that's my bad. But I read something about like he fired uh, some, I don't remember, some, a speaker came out and basically said that there's no proof that, you know, the election was rigged and that person was fired by Monday. Not. Like, <laughs> you know? Of course not. Because realistically, if you're paying attention, he had, he had to have known that people were done enough with his shit that there was a possibility he was going to lose because he's been grooming his supporters to believe that if he loses, it's rigged for months now. He's been saying this, this is not new. He's been saying this for months. He's been saying, oh, we're gonna win 100%. There's no shadow of a doubt. And if we don't win, it's a fraud. It's the mail-in ballots. And he's saying that because he knows that the people who use the mail-in ballots are people who are following the rules of Corona. And those people are most likely not his motherfucking supporters because he didn't give a shit about Corona until he caught the shit. And that's if he caught this shit, because there's a lot of people that are speculating that he only admitted to having Corona to try to win over the votes that he knew he wasn't going to get. So there's still a lot of people who are speculating whether or not he even had the shit or whether or not it was just a, a, a publicity stunt to gain more votes. Not only that, but 50 Cent, who's another character that I'm not even going to start to touch on, but he came out and said that his little 30 seconds of, of supporting Trump was because he was going back and forth on whether or not to accept the money that Trump's campaign had came and offered him to back to basically back him as the next president. And honestly, I don't care for half of the things that comes out of 50 cents mouth, but unfortunately it's really ever a lot. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. So it's like you have, like, whether you like a person or not, you have to respect them for who they are. And I don't know Fifty Cent to say something out of his mouth without facts that and receipts that sometimes you're looking at the receipts like, how did you get your hands on this? You know what I'm saying? So it's like everything about it. what Trump has been doing for the last couple months is basically. This is this is it's, it basically coincides with what he with how he has been taking his loss because I I personally I personally when I saw him talking like that before the election you know was was even close to ending I was like oh he he's scared he's shaking in his boots he feels like there's a possibility he's gonna lose because there's no reason that you would be hyping up your supporters to believe such nonsense. If you a hundred percent felt like you're gonna win for sure, no doubt, I got exactly. this in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like let's let's be let's be real. <laughs> like there's why would you be hyping up this animosity and this aggression? And it's like 
I'm so happy he's gone. Thank you, Jesus. For all the people who are like, oh, a woman can't lead. Well, you know what? You guys had Donald Trump for four fucking years. So let's see. Let's just yeah, give them a try. I, I'm and just, yeah, I, I don't even know where that notion the or last good president is coming from. Had, yeah, like the last good president that you had, you had for eight years and nobody appreciated him. Very, you know what I mean? Very few people had anything good to say about Obama by the time he left the office. And I, I don't know if it's because I'm Canadian and I didn't have the direct effects of whatever he changed in the US, but I have been, I, I was confused as to why the whole time. And then you ended up with Trump. So I don't know, for me, I shouldn't have complained so much the, the eight years preceding Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, Agreed. so from now on, please be quiet about who you get. Like, I'm so sorry, but like from now on, like yep. as long as it's not Trump, and it's not anyone who's like Trump or who has any Trump values, please just be content. Because like, I don't know, like I just, I even like, I'm so sorry to say this, but like there's a lot of black Americans who were pissing me off with this. Kamala Harris doesn't claim her black. She doesn't have to. Her mom is East Indian. And we touch up, base, ooh, can sure we touch base on the more, on the more East Indian side can, of her family. I am a West Indian can we touch born base? child and yes. both of my parents are from the same country. When you have a lot of the times, and I'm so sorry to put out, put my West Indian men out there like that, but a lot of the times when you have a baby that is half West Indian, half anything else, and the father is West Indian, I'm not saying that West Indian fathers are not good fathers, but unfortunately, a lot of them come to, to America and Canada and lose their goddamn common sense because a lot of the times the babies end up more closer to whatever culture their mother is and mm -hmm. it's not all the time but I see it a lot I know a lot of people personally who are like half this half West Indian and their dad is the West Indian side and they may know their father they may have even grown up around their father but they're still closer to their mother's culture for whatever reason that's just what it is and sometimes it's the opposite but you can't force this person she's she's not even black she's mixed race She's mixed race. I'm sorry. Exactly. She's mixed race. Yes, she's and a black I just woman, want to know, but she is mixed race. And she's allowed at which to, point to identify with what she, she never, identifies with. But when has she, like, I don't know, like, if I'm missing something, but, like, this is this is what people people are like. Oh, she's only claiming black. She's not claiming anything. She talks about her heritage. She hasn't claimed anything. She, talks, she hasn't claimed anything. She claims what she is, which is my mom is this, my dad is this, I come from this kind of a family, da, da, da. She hasn't claimed, that's the part where people, y'all are the ones, society and people, everyone is the ones as always looking at her and looking at whoever's in the public eye and just pinning, painting this image and this idea and making assumptions about, oh, she's walking around saying she's black now all of a sudden. First of all, have you been around her her whole life to know what she has identified as prior to and currently? That's the part, you know what I mean? Like, have you been around her? Second of all, as a person who is um, active and has a lot of like friends in the African-American community, I love y'all, but y'all don't claim anything else other than whoever is black and was born here and doesn't know their ancestry that's what it is like you guys don't claim i'm black as mother as, as i am from africa mother and father but y'all wouldn't necessarily say i'm black because i wasn't born in this country i have to say i'm canadian or i'm congolese that's because i know my ancestry but nonetheless 
to these bigots and these mm-hmm. fucking white people out there who are racist and and they don't give a shit they're not like oh you're different because you were born in canada and you they don't give a fuck before you even open your mouth and say anything they see you they look at you up and down and they already paint an image of who you are before you get a chance so oh, that's yeah. where we they need to care. come in and unite stop being like i've had so mm-hmm. many people come to me and be like but she's not really well she's not well she's she's claiming black now or and she's not it doesn't fucking matter. First of all, she never claimed to be anything other than what she is, which is her heritage. She is blessed to know where she comes from. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, because mm-hmm. of slavery and fucking every everyone not knowing where they're from and who their ancestors are and where exactly they came from in Africa, you're Black American or you're, you're Caribbean or you know what I mean? Because you were ripped of that. You, you were that was the, stolen from you and it's the same for the caribbean like, people just like this is the same for the fucking <laughs> americans but it's like a girl can come from trinidad and be here in her country she's black you know they're you know what i mean she's trini black or whatever the case may be you come here it's like oh but you're oh but you're not black what well, like you're what she Indian, wants and it's like you're, oh no, but you're but when you walk like, into I, like yep like I it's remember, crazy. like when mm-hmm. I, one of the uh, like one of the first few times, a couple times I think I've been to DC with you, Mel, where we were having a conversation with one person or another who makes the comment of like, "Oh, where are you from?" And then I tell them, you know, I'm by way of Barbados, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I knew you weren't black. You don't look black. You look like you're like from one of those West Indian countries." And I'm always dumbfounded because it's like, okay, I get what you mean. But at the same time, it's like, if you take a flight to Barbados, you're going to see Black people. Black people mm-hmm. who are Blacker than you. And Black people who you cannot tell them you're not Black, you're West Indian. Because they're going to look at you and like you're fucking crazy. <laughs> because they yeah, identify like, okay. as being Black. You don't get to... Like, yeah, like, what do you mean? And the thing is, like, I'm not a... Who made y'all the black police? Who made y'all the black police? Like, that's that's what I want to know. Like, who made y'all the black police? Like, who's who gave y'all the the trophy or the, like, designated y'all as the people who get to select who's black from who's not based on what? Half of the time, black Mm -hmm. people didn't even want to claim black until fucking Black Panther came out and it was Wakanda this and Wakanda that. Because I remember Mm -hmm. booty, African booty scratcher. Because I remember freaking mm. booty scratcher. I remember <laughs> nobody even, oh, I'm 30% Indian. Everybody went out of their way to not mm-hmm. claim black. Everybody mm-hmm. went out of their way to, oh, well, I am but pretty hair this and light skin that and green eyes that and mixed babies this were fetishized within the black community. So please, yeah, please spare us the fucking bullshit. Now that there's someone with some type of percentage of black in them, in the fucking mm-hmm. white house applaud that shit mm-hmm. we came a long way i'm sick and tired of people just always trying to find the the glass half empty rather than half full looking for something to talk about and it's the same people who sit in, on their ass and don't do shit about making change in this world it's the same it's those people that's the part that pisses me off the most sorry to get loud but it's just because i've had so many it's the people who, who didn't vote it's the people who were like oh the, the election is rigged anyway was it because biden won was it? Mm. How do you feel now? It was rigged. 
And it's quite just, frankly, it's, it's, if the if the election was rigged mm-hmm. for Biden to 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 win, that yeah. makes me feel better about America and whoever the yeah, hell great. is rigging it the election. It seems like the people who because are rigging the election was are back on there, the like, right. oh no, let's get Trump out of here. I know, <laughs> right? They're like, let's get this do, monkey out of here. Working. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like that for me, per, like I I I like again. I don't want to sound ignorant. I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not, you know. American and I, I wasn't I, I wasn't taught all of the the rules and regulations of politics, but just based off common fucking sense, okay? If the election was rigged, first of all, I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump would have won. And if it yeah. was, if it is rigged, and Biden is the person that was who was meant to win off of it being rigged, that makes me feel 0.1 percent better about America and whoever is behind the scenes, Wizard of Ozing the votes, okay? I don't, I don't want to hear no nonsense. We got rid of Trump, bon de baja, on to the next thing. Like, let's be real. Did you want four more years of Trump? What are you complaining about? Do you know that, exactly. there, that there are thousands of children and parents who don't know where each other are exactly. because Trump decided to rip them from each other and lock them up in camps like they did something to somebody? That's, yeah. that's a crime. For it no is, reason, you rip children from their parents and you can't even reunite some of them. And now. they didn't even get like a lost, proper or humanitarian process. It wasn't even done in like, it should not have been done at all. But if for whatever reason, the laws of this country, which I can't control, we didn't even vote on or all of this came way before any of us were even a thought. So if the laws of this country are this and that cool, okay, you can't be here if you don't, you don't have legal status. That's how most countries around the world are. Okay. But every other country I'm pretty sure isn't like, let me barge into your house and snatch you up. And there's a process here. You have to do this and you have to do that. And here's, you know, there's, there's a process to go through and there's hope and there's like, can we just talk about the fact that white Americans are the main motherfuckers who be packing up their shit and moving to somebody else's country and living there. Yep. You know what I mean? Buying houses and, and investing in real estate and living the, their fancy ass life. And nobody looks- Half of them are immigrants too. Nobody's, they're all immigrants. Nobody, White thank people you. are claiming nobody's they're not dragging immigrants. Them. They stole this land anyways. They're immigrants too. Half thank of them you. are like, my my grandfather was second generation Irish. My great father, great grandfather was third generation Italian. My Somebody always came from somewhere else. Somebody always came from somewhere else. And just because, just like you were born in this country, that child whose parent you're taking from somewhere that's your that's your dad or that's your mom or that's your 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 grandfather whose whose father was Mm -hmm. irish or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean who emigrated here on a fucking titanic Mm -hmm. boat and got to new york and fucking you know had Um, to make a life for themselves and 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 that's your ancestry like understand that not only that trump is not his his bloodline is not even american trump's bloodline is not american Wow. His bloodline is not American. I'll wow. Google that shit right now. I bet you $100. His bloodline, his bloodline is not American. Either his yeah, grandfather or his great-grandfather came from somewhere with a potato and some change in his motherfucking pocket it's and always, built that's a franchise. It's always, every time you hear the and I'm, story I'm not talking out of my ass because CEO. I've read Trump's story many times. I just oh, yeah. don't care enough to retain the information. But I know for a fact that one of his great granddaddies came from somebody, came from somewhere with nothing in their pockets and built a franchise to pass down to his greedy, ungrateful fucking ass. So he's, he's a blood, he is the bloodline of immigrants. 
Not only that, I can't understand a word that his wife be talking about. So I know right Thank there you. that's not an American citizen. What kind of useless that's not someone who was first born and lady raised was in America? Anyways, Come on, like, bro. Stop that. What kind of useless first lady was that? He should have fucking deported her. Shit. You want to deport you. something like what the fuck? Hardworking people, <laughs> you know, like who take care of them kids and men yeah. and pay taxes, you know, pay taxes as non, you know, as undocumented immigrants or as documented immigrants, like pay taxes. A green card might have expired and your, your incompetent workers or might have been or overwhelmed workers because they might receive a lot of fucking applications for 90 day fiance or whatever the case may be. Um, you know what I mean? Like the, sometimes the process is stalled and it's just like you can't come into a house and forget that above the law we are children of god and that means that this person is like you okay i see the 10 minute <laughs> the 10 minute <laughs> clock just, let me finish my point real quick because i was getting lost yeah in it, go but, ahead um what what i hate the most about it is the fact that people come in and it's just like you come into a household and you see a child, I don't know, doing their homework or like, you know, that the parent has to pick up their child from school or, and you're just like, I don't care. It is what it is. Mm, you weren't supposed to be here. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I killing people? Am I raping babies? What am I doing? What am I doing? You have a whole president in a White House disrespecting every single human being in this country, disrespecting uh, veterans, disrespecting uh, the elderly, disrespect, and he is one of them. <laughs> disrespecting communities black the black community the latino community disrespecting china disrespecting africa calling calling countries with black people shithole countries disrespecting everybody but y'all just can't seem to find it in your foot in your freaking head that this man is is a bad person and he needs to be removed like it's like no the election was rigged no it has been a terrible time. We want them to go. And that is where I ended. No, with that. this man rigged <laughs> your rigged your brain with, with brainwashing. That's what happened. Yeah, no, like, something ain't I right. don't understand how I don't understand how many people like how I don't understand like these people who have picked up their lives and dedicated it to supporting Trump. Y'all obviously didn't have a purpose before this. And I don't know. I pray for you afterwards because it, it's he not going to be there too much longer. So count the days while you can. Get your racist mm-hmm. insults in while you can because it's not going to yeah. last too much longer. You, y'all you been pushing people. And after Biden gets into office, if y'all really think you're going to walk around insulting and, and carrying people the way you have, be prepared to get punched in the forehead. And that's that on that. Next topic, because we only oh, yeah. have 10 minutes left. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad um, we used up our whole talking about that yellow. Yeah, man, no, but I think it was very interesting though. Biden. Yeah, no, me too. Shout out to Biden. Too. Yep. And I'm really Kamala happy. Harris. I think and Kamala Harris. Happy that moment really just warmed my heart. Honestly, I, it was the sunniest, most yeah. beautiful weekend of my life. Uh, of this it year, you know what I mean. Weekend. It was one of the. It was one of the most beautiful all around the world. Um, I don't know. I, we wanted to talk about Megan Thee Stallion's new album, Good News, but I guess that honestly, the election was the recap for November. Like, like that's pretty it much was. what we talked about. Yeah, um, I, we can, I guess we'll do something else. Uh, I guess and sometime this weekend we can. Continue yeah, hopefully, like I said, I'm I'm finally kind of like more stable at this point. And so anything after 10 p.m. works for me because I'm literally just by myself around that time. So perfect. So um, with five minutes left, I just want to mention very, 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 very quickly 
Mel and I were talking about this today. If you are looking for something interesting to watch, please uh, watch um, Trial 4 on Ooh, Netflix. Baby. It, baby. Oh my God. It is really, it's... really, really good. It is the story of Sean K. Ellis. Um, mm-hmm. Basically a black man who was incarcerated for a crime that he very obviously did not commit. He was put on death row. He served 22 years. And they basically go through the whole story, the case, how he ended up on death row. Um, he went through multiple trials, hence the name. And um, yep. basically, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but um, I will say, I brought this up um, also to say this. This, um, I don't know what the background of Rosemary who is the lawyer who essentially um, oh, comes to Sean's aid. Um, I don't know what her, her background is, if she comes from like an Italian background or an Irish background because they're in Boston, but um, it doesn't even matter. She seems like she's a white woman. And throughout watching this documentary, I do have to say that it was beautiful. And it was a beautiful reminder that no matter what's going on in the world right now, as much as white people are being shitted on and dragged for filth, they're not all horrible people. And I know that, like I say this all the time, sometimes I do feel kind of bad for them because it must suck to be a person who may not have any malintent, but you get looked at in a fucked up way because your whole entire race has done fucked up things since the beginning of time. And it's beautiful that and you can have this like, empathy because I they feel don't bad, have it but for not us. too bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I feel I was just about to say, I feel bad, but not too bad, only because we get judged for the color of our skin and, and things that have nothing to do with us just based on your preconceived yeah. notions. But it's just but it's when beautiful I see that you feel white people that you, like this. That's normal, you know. Yeah. When I see white people like Rosemary, it reminds me that even if there's a hundred people that are against you, there's always going to be one that is for you. Amen. And it Amen. may not be your black brother or sister. It may not be your best friend from, from a long years ago. It may not be any of the people you expect. It may be the one person that you don't expect. So it's like, yep. I really, really think that this is good material to watch. It's such a touching story. You're going to be upset. You're going to be happy. You're going to be sad. It's going to play with your emotions. It's, yeah. it's And it's really going to give a, an amazing insight on how fucked up the judicial system is in America, especially in the South. Yep. Yep. So that was a beautiful way to end it, honestly. Uh, again, the, the docu-series is called Trial 4. It's on Netflix. Um, very insightful, beautiful story, beautiful ending. Terrible, 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 terrible experience. Um, all in all, <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? But um, all in all, I guess that's that for this episode. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on in on YouTube. Vicky's really good at this. I don't know why I started uh, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> on Spotify, Twitter, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, okay. YouTube, TikTok, SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> Apple Music, uh, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Who do I think I am? Apple Music. Um, but yeah, anywhere where you can usually find podcasts, that's where we're at. Crazy Bitch Factory Inc. DM us, please. Your comments, feedback, questions. Crazy Bitch Factory Inc. on 
Instagram in the DMs for right now. And we will see you again when we see you again. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>